Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another convo with Mo. And I am here, your girl Mo Diggs, with the gang. Gang, 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 gang. Squad, squad, squad. Free the gang. Okay, guys, so we have a few people here. So I'm going to have to tell you everyone's name and like let them say hi before we get into the juicy topic. But I'm going to will you in with the topic first. So the topic of today is, is having soulmates biblical? Can you have soulmates? Is it a godly thing? Is it a thing at all? Um, what does it really mean? Like, am I stuck? Am I bound to one person? And then it's like, what happens if I think I found my soulmate and they're not it? What goes on next? So that's what we're talking about today. Um, but I'm going to introduce the gang and we're going to go right to the dealer. I have Brooke Major here. Okay, Brooke Major, say what's up. Hey, guys. Tell them to find you. Majorly loved. <laughs> majorly underscore. Brooke, Brooke Majors is over here feeling just at peace and just majorly loved. I can really <laughs> feel it. Um, Karina. Oh, I'm Karina. The Latina. Okay. Okay. That's where you can find me. There you go. Dante, uh, Dante P. Myers. And y'all already know it's the kid again. Lawrence Green at King since birth. And we also have Bianca here, but she's in the corner and she doesn't want to talk, but she's going to talk. Bianca, say hi to the people. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Foggy right here for the quick. Yeah. <laughs> Foggy roll. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm going to just throw this question on the floor and I actually want to hear from the people who, if anyone, actually, first of all, so does anyone here think that you, like you do have a soulmate? Yeah. yeah? For real. You think I'm your soulmate? Okay. I want to hear why you think. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear why you think you have a soulmate. I think uh, soulmates is kind of like that whole predestination thing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like something that it doesn't really affect you to know it on this earth. But it's just like at the end of the day, I feel like if God is like the author of everything and really predestined everything, then obviously. He knows like the one person who you gonna end up being with. So that kind of way, not in a way like, oh, I need to know if you're my soulmate now. I need the answers now. It's like I don't think you can know that. Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, there is somebody who you were meant to be with in God's mind. You know what I'm saying? And in His plan. And you know what? I was just okay. So we were reading Matthew. What were we reading today? Math- Matthew, and it was talking about something came up about divorce in Matthew. I can't remember it. And then me and Jess were just thinking about how, like, and I was like, oh, well, you know, oh, it was about that. If a wife, you know, if a, if a woman gets divorced, like, she shouldn't marry again. And I was like, well, you know, like, that's not fair. Like, what is she never supposed to find love? And Jess was just saying, you, you know, divorce is not a normal thing. Like, you know, you're not supposed to get divorced. Like, it's not the, like, you're not supposed to prepare for that. And if it happens, it's a, like, it's like death. You know, it is death. So I was like, dang, thinking that maybe people don't think, soulmates exist because it's like we date and break up and we date and break up and we get married and we get divorced and it's so normalized you know what i mean but i do want to hear from everyone who thinks that soulmates are not a thing or just what your concept and idea of soulmates are don't all jump at me at once um at first i thought soulmates was there's only one person out here for you that like that is like your 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 you see your other half your other part and together you guys make one and that's what like the person that you're looking for or god only has put like this one person that you're supposed to be with for your entire life or like like that you're supposed to be with and um 
what I came to the knowledge of is that that whole philosophy comes from Greek mythology where like 50 50 the 50 50 thing that like there's uh, a half 50 percent of you and 50 percent of you come together for that one person like that one person you come together is your quote-unquote soulmate and so after hearing that uh it kind of changed my perspective on the whole soulmate thing i feel like when people hear soulmate they also think like okay like somebody who's absolutely 100 percent perfect for you instead of just like somebody you're just gonna be with until your soul expires or soul goes to heaven or something like that honestly i get anxiety when i think about that <laughs> like the whole word i just be like look it's such like to me i'm just like you know the person that is supposed to be like my other half and we have all these like terminologies but it's just like it's love is a choice and um my you know just to share my mom's testimony she's she was divorced and she got engaged so yeah. That's a living example for me of, okay, this first love didn't work out of, you know, till death do us part. And now she's getting married again. And I feel like now she's, it's like, you know, it's like you have good hopes. Like this is actually going to be it. And no games is, you know, she older, you don't know, talk about older people. They already set. Yeah. But, but again, it's like, that's a clear example of like, okay, so that wasn't her soulmate or now this is her soulmate. But that gives me anxiety. Cause I'm just like, this is the person that now she's choosing to love and be loved again yeah. till you know we go home basically in god's will that that is happening and so even just for me it's like it's a choice you could there's always somebody that can either love you better or love you worse and i think it gets to a point where you know just in christ like knowing that god made man and woman you know the rib and you know the adam and the whole story but when you don't get caught up like well i'm looking for my rib and my adam like you know it's like you 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 yeah my bow it's like yo you're putting too much pressure on like just just like you know to me yeah it's like just knowing that it's a choice and i'm choosing to love you like for the rest of it and being committed so i i personally get anxiety when i think about i have to tell somebody this is my soulmate this is my lover like this is who i'm choosing to be with they'll eventually be my husband or you know vice versa wife for me I definitely understand that. That's why, like, like, me and Karina have been together for 10 years, and I don't think that we've ever said, used that term ever. Because I, whenever I hear it, I'm just like, I never put too much into it. So, like, to Foggy's point, when he was like, how, um, you like, you don't want to put that pressure on it, like, that makes so much sense. Because I was like, that's probably where we're at, where it's not like, you have, to, I'm perfect for you or you're perfect for me, but that God, you know, already designed it where me and you would be together you know, ideally until we die. So if we look back and say, okay, that was my soulmate or whatever, we never put that title on it. We just was like, we're together and that we see ourselves together forever. And we have, we don't perfectly align and with everything, but that's who God sent me or for me and also sent me to her. So that's why I like the whole definition or exactly, I never really like thought about it too much. Yeah, I did. So I Googled it, and the term is very, like, vague. So it just says, a person ideally suited to another as a close friend or romantic partner. Yeah, so um, I can only speak on what I know personally. And, I mean, so far in my life experience, I only know of one person that, I've, that I admire majority of you know, everything about them and could definitely see myself being with them for the rest of my life. But it's not something that, you know, I'm about to drive myself crazy about. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, 
I still believe wholeheartedly that God will still allow me to have a godly marriage, even if it's with somebody else. So, you know, I don't believe that I don't believe that that would just be it for me. So, yeah, I think that I think that becomes the scary part when you're throwing that term around because it makes like you know when you're a christian girl like and you first get saved it's like oh my gosh like my boaz like so it's not we don't call it a soulmate we call it a boaz so the guy comes and it's this first guy that you're dating in christ you're just like this is it this is my soulmate like it obviously god's not going to send me another one you know what i mean it's this first guy that gets like a bit of your heart while you're saved and you're just like well this is what i'm doing now and so then when you like get when you you know if you guys break up god forbid but you know that ish happens because you court and sometimes it doesn't work out then it's like oh the soulmate title it puts a damper on you know just dating in general because you're thinking that you can you're like that was your boaz you missed out on your chance i missed my shot that's it it's not like it's not gonna happen again (laughs) but i think when we think of soulmate it it does have to be it like it's vague just like in the in the dictionary it's very vague you don't know who it is you don't know how they're gonna come as well as when you think of your boaz to put it in christian terms like it's very vague it's not gonna be someone perfect it's not gonna be someone that's your ideal match you know it's just gonna be someone that is perfect for you you get what i'm saying someone that's perfect for you and your soul because that's what God looks for, someone who's going to compliment your soul, not your everything that's going on in the outside, and do the rest of life with you. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, honestly, I feel like sometimes you have to bring logic into things, you know, because I have been, you know, like dating, you know, within like these past two years, and I've encountered, you know, a guy that I was like, you know, really drawn to, but like, it just didn't add up for me. Like, I know that this isn't going to be a Christ in a relationship. I know that me and him, we're not going to pursue God together. Like, I'm not about to play this whole bring him to church, try to change him type thing. And sometimes you just got to let that stuff go. Like, just because you're drawn to somebody and, you know, you know, some things complement, you know, within the relationship. Sometimes it's just not... Yeah, it's just not right for me logically. Like, the stuff that I want. Like, I want a godly family. I want to raise my children in Christ. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I like this person, but even though I like them, I know I can't do this with that person. So, got to go. Um, To go back to, like, what Mont was saying, I think personally for, like, a personal story for me, there was a time period where I, I was really crushing on a particular female and I really wanted to be with them to the point of marriage. And I felt like that's the kind of an issue even currently now when it comes to trying to get into love relationships because I get caught up on that particular one. And I feel like God is not going to allow, like, it's going to be hard for you to find somebody else and for even the God to bring the next person in if you still focus on that particular one that you just thought was the one or was that soulmate or the one that you just felt like there was, there's nobody else that I could have ever been with or I'm going to die without this person. And God is like, I got something so much better for you if you would just let this thing go, you know? And then also, too, it's just kind of like, I don't think I would want to, like, 
granted, I mean, I don't want to sound all super deep, super spiritual, but it's like just like the soul. That's yeah. your your you know your heart, your mind, you know your will, your emotions, those different things. And it's just like I don't think I when it comes to love and all of these different things and building a relationship, I really don't want it to always be based off of how I feel all the time. Like you're gonna need the spirit of God to kind of guide that relationship, or just having somebody that you know that you know just don't base it always on feelings because sometimes our feelings gonna get us caught up. Because we, we can all think about a time where our feelings got us in the bed with Susie Q and Johnny Boy from down the street and all these different folks because based off of our feelings. Yeah. And that's why I know a lot of people, like some people don't agree with this, but I personally think it's absolutely important and essential to involve God in that decision. Yeah, yeah. Some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, God just gives that, leaves that decision fully enough to me, but God still speaks. The Holy yeah. Spirit is still yeah. speaking. So why wouldn't you? you know, seek his desire or seek his direction and who you're going to partner with for, you know, hopefully for the rest of your life. Um, and that's another point you said, like you, one of your questions was, you know, is it biblical? And I'm not sure, but I do know what is biblical is that, you know, the Bible says that we become one flesh. Yeah. And when you really think about that image of becoming one flesh, that's like a here and now kind of thing. You join together and become one flesh, but the Bible doesn't talk about marriage being eternal. So there's not a, there's not a, there's not a there's not a beyond this application, but God is drawing you together in the flesh with somebody that you're going to be connected to for the rest of your life. So that's why I, I don't like like you said, the emotions, the will and those kinds of things like those that gets added onto a relationship. And you want to make sure that you're navigating those things. But you do become one in the sense of your flesh as one person, as one being. Um, but the Bible talks about how. When we, when we come to Christ, we become one spirit with him, our human spirit, and then his spirit on the inside of us. That becomes one. That's in Corinthians. So when it comes to the, uh, the, the, the person, you guys are drawn together in flesh, but that I'm not sure how biblical it is to be connected in soul as well. I would, based off of what he said, then I would say that if we could just use the soulmate term just for just vocabulary, then soulmates are not found, they're made. Like I'm not looking for a soulmate. I I'm 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 you become my soulmate because we become one flesh. So now that we become one flesh, we are learning how to think together, how to be one, how to be like connect with one another on an intellectual yeah, thinking. That's that's and so it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right. You're right because if if you because. <laughs> Because like the Bible says, you know, you leave your parents, you leave your mother and your father, you come together with your, your spouse or whatever, and you become one flesh, yeah. right? A part of that has to do with the consummation. So that's why sex is so holy and sex is so separate to God's because yeah. he says you don't want to, you want to honor God in your body because you don't want to, like in that same scripture says, to not be joined to a prostitute because it's big to God that you are joining to this person. So if that's the first step is to become one flesh, then like you're saying, you do work through those emotions, you work through those, your will and your mind, and that gets that continually starts to, I think, what's his, uh, Matt Chandler has a book called The Mingling of Souls yeah. because it takes time for you guys to mingle and understand each other and b build this kind of synergy that doesn't happen up front. I can't say this person is my soulmate until we become one flesh and until we start to grow and we start to get connected. And as the Lord is, is you know, we join his spirit, all that together works together so that not only are you one flesh, but you start to mingle your souls and you have this, both have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. So you all become this one perfect unit that has Christ at the head. And then it's just it becomes <laughs> this, this overall beautiful image of what a relationship should be based on Christ's model. As he, you know, as Christ loves the church, like Christ leads the church and X, Y, Z. So, yeah. yeah. 
to go with what Lauren said. Um, I feel like in a, you know, especially in Proverbs, it talks a lot about like you're gonna have to go find your wife, and if you find a wife, you know, you find a good thing. But it also talks like you can get a wife, and then she can be very contentious, and then you can have like a miserable life. And it's like that's not like a ungodly marriage. It's just a marriage that you kind of should have picked a better person. So you gotta yeah, live with that. So it's not like soulmate really even shouldn't even be in your decision making it's just like you have to make godly decisions and like finding a partner and then whatever you get that's just what you got (laughs) oh i'm sorry i guess for me it's just kind of when i when i hear the word soulmate it's just i'm i kind of don't like hearing it because i rather i rather people just be like I'm just doing what God has called me to do. And I found, not found, but I just bump into the, instead of looking for that person, Mm -hmm. like be in the will of God and they just kind of come. Cause I do believe there is someone out there that God has made for you. Mm -hmm. It may not be like at that perfect time. Like when you meet them, you know, like y'all were saying, like they're everything that, you know, your other half or whatever, but it takes that mingling aspect. But I, I guess for me, it's just like the soulmate aspect. People focus so much on like, I have to find my Boaz. I have to find my soulmate. I have to find my other half. But it's like, no, why don't you just chase God? And as you're chasing God, like, don't focus on that. Like, God will bring him or, you know. Um, yeah, kind of like, in my mind, it's like the expectation that's being set for a soulmate. Yeah. And the heart, the desire of the heart. And... If we're trying to take control of everything, you've already messed up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, whether in this case, if an individual is going to trust God uh, and male in this instance, you know, pursue, find. It's like you got to it's much more to it than just I want to be with this person for life. Like we have to consider the traits, the characteristics, the fruit, the character, the you know, the family, like, you know, prayer life. Like you got to consider these factors versus just being like, oh. That's him. Oh, he asked me out for coffee. That's the the Lord told me you my husband. And yeah, I had a dream. And I'm just like, it gets very dangerous because it's like, it shows that you're after like a lust, you know, it's the lust. What is it like? What's what's some scriptures? It's like the lust of, um, yeah. So it's like, it's a lust that takes place instead of like the love of God really like leading you and guiding you because your heart now has become the feelings and stuff that, what is it that Proverbs says like to guard your heart because issues of life flow. So if you're not guarded and you don't know, then all these issues of, if this me, I have issues of rejection or loneliness. I'm going to take the first thing that looks like it's the closest Mm -hmm. security to me and that sets up thinking it's your soulmate when it's really just another form of bondage and i just really want to say something really quickly because i feel like when people think of lust they automatically think sex but you can lust after marriage you know what i'm saying you can lust after a relationship like you can lust after just having a person next to you it doesn't always have to be sex so when brooke said lust i immediately thought wow people lust after marriage and the ideals that come with marriage and just partnership and things like that and if your mind is so focused on that you're gonna miss out on just the concept of you know building us building a soulmate or building the person that you're supposed to a relationship yeah living in the moment yeah yeah that's why i feel like i really like at the start of it when foggy said about it's almost like taking a god perspective on it it's like it's almost like a soulmate can't really be defined until the relationship is like yeah you know what i'm saying so like for a perfect example so in the bible let me ask a question first before i give the example who do y'all think was jacob's soulmate rachel or leah or leah 
Leah. All right, you said Leah and you said Rachel, right? So in the beginning, he had that lust, that desire for Rachel. He thought she was bad. He wanted to hop on it, basically. He wanted to marry her. But they go through this long journey of being together. He, ha he gets Leah first, then he gets with Rachel. And by the end of the story, who did he want to get buried next to? Leah. Leah. The whole time, the whole time, the whole time she's the one with the soft eyes. The one with that they thought probably had, she, he didn't want her as much, but he was, he ended up being, Leah ended up being given to him first, but he ended up wanting to be with her. And she's through the line that Christ came through is Leah, not through Rachel. So when you really think about it, if you, if you really think about it, she wasn't Rachel. He probably said, that's my soulmate. But he ended up wanting to be next to Leah when he got when he when they both died. So she probably looking back on the relationship ended up being his soulmate and not Rachel. So it's almost like you have to take a longer term perspective to see how the relationships develop in order to say who was this person's actual soulmate because they mingled and they actually came to a place where like, you know what? We understand each other. Our minds, will, and emotions actually connect. Therefore, we have a soulish con a, a connection that's deeper than just, yo, I want you or I want X, Y, and Z. So. Okay, so that brings about my question. Where do you draw the line between emotions and feelings versus the careful selection of a mate? Like, where do you draw that line? Because everybody, you know, says that, you know, they fall in love with people. Like, is this overwhelming, loving feeling that everybody describes as far as falling in love? Is that synonymous with everybody? Or can you meet somebody admire the characteristics about them and say well dang this probably would be a good person you know to be interested in get to know that person and then you know fall in love and have that admiration and those overwhelming feelings like because I feel like a lot of people are kind of thrown off by that you know Dude, so. so when I first got saved, I always say this, and you guys know I always say that I always say this. I wasn't, like, lusting after marriage. I wasn't lusting after a relationship. I was really just, like, I don't know, just lusting after God. Like, I was just yeah. pressed for the presence of God, the relationship, because I just knew I never had anything like it. Yeah. I, like, a year goes by, and this guy that I, um, like, I knew, you know, he was a nice guy. He was sweet to me. He was really nice. We started, like, talking. We started texting. He was a Christian. I was like, okay. Like, and in my head, carefully selecting, this guy's honorable. He's a good guy. Like, he's nice. He's sweet. You know, he's very, he's, he has godly morals, no sex before marriage. And we're talking and we're texting. And we have a few things in common. We laugh. Woo, woo, woo. And I'm just like, something's just like, this is not it. Like, I don't know what it is. But the Holy Ghost is clicking in my head like, this is not it. And I don't know if it was my pastor's voice or the Holy Ghost, because I was in a rough time at that time. But <laughs> it was, it just felt like, that's not it. Like, so I, I don't know. But then when I got into my current relationship, it was like, everything just happened so fast. It was like, but it, it, in the moment, I was like, wow, this is it. Like, this is what it is. So I know it's God that gives direction because I don't think, I mean, God, he guides the path before you, you know, you make a step. So I don't think that if you, I don't think that if you really like somebody, I don't think that if it's God ordained, you're going to be that confused. Like, I think you will be confused, but I also believe that if it's God ordained, he's going to make it clear to you. Now, if you want to be blind to it, that's up to you, you know? And if you don't want to be in communication with God, like, it's different when you're talking about somebody that's not in communication with God and somebody that is. If you're in a relationship and you're in communication with God, he's going to make it clear. He's going to be like, I don't know, give you a dream or he's going to speak to you. He may not speak to you or you may just get that feeling. Yeah. 
you may not, you may not get that feeling. You may just see fruits of the spirit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You may just see the characteristics of this is a man of God. This is the man of God that God has for me. You know, so yeah. there's like a checklist that you kind of want to go through as a believer with God. I know Karina wanted to say something. <laughs> I had actually I was reading about this recently, and it was like a pastor was talking about how um, he always has people come into his office and they're always telling him like I have found the one I know this is the one and he always he always hears it every single time and he always goes well have you um like measured him up against the scriptures like because it's not all about just feelings but it's also about like have you aligned have you been reading your word have you been praying about this guy have you like seen his fruits do they line up like it's also like making sure that it aligns with the bible like that the man or the woman that you're that you think you know and because they'll they'll come into the office they'll be like oh i had a dream about him and this is the one Mm -hmm. and he's like but okay it's not just about dreams and visions and stuff because he's like right now we just live in a time of signs and wonders but he's like no we have to rest back on the word and he will lead and guide us and to the truth I mean, and I just want to add on to that really quickly. It's just, you know, the signs and the wonders are going to match up with the word of God. So, like, if you have a dream and it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's not, you know, it's not from God. Like, if you, yeah, if you get a feeling, (laughs) it was that piece of that pork you ate at night. (laughs) If you have a vision, if you, you know, it could be, yeah, just something that your your inner flesh is, like, you know, feeding into your mind, you know, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, just because, you know, exactly. Want it and the ones yeah, so like Bianca just said, there's three types of dreams. There's dreams from God, there's dreams from yourself that you want, that's your last thing, and then there's dreams from the enemy. So that's why it's important to be in communication with God because you can differentiate between the three of them. And I think one big major thing that even you said and that I think all of us are trying to, you got to be whole first. Yeah. Like you got to fully, like it wouldn't, the, the trying to find somebody else wouldn't be so hard if you knew you. Yeah. Like because our math is, 50 plus 50 equals one. But God's math is one plus one equals one. So that requires you to be in a place of being whole and knowing who you are. So that it's just like when I see that other person, I recognize, okay, that's not something I want to deal with. Or that's something that's going to clash with me. And just just fully, just know yourself before you can really love somebody else. And love yourself before you can love anybody else. Yeah. I support that message. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and um, this kind of been like, you know, my motto. If you don't know, it's a no until it's a yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. yeah, that's good. That's good. I think, and I just want to highlight again what Lauren said is that because, you know, like the, a soulmate, the thing is like, oh, yeah, they're my other half. It's like, no, sis, you need to find out other half within yourself. Your other half is there. It's not in anyone else. It's in yourself. You need to find it and fill it with the Lord. Um, you do need to find, you need to be whole and you need to find somebody whole and you two need to become one flesh. Yeah. God's math is definitely one plus one equals a hundred percent or yeah. Yeah. Like that's not, it's just go ahead, Dante. No, I was just, I've been thinking, I think B said something that really just kind of stirred something in my mind. I don't think that sometimes like we always think that there needs to be this storybook kind of feelings and this romance. And then that is like the prerequisite to an awesome relationship. Mm -hmm. But I don't think God is always dealing with that inside, especially when that's something you lust after and you desire. He may give you the complete opposite because he's thinking longer term for you. So, because I mean, I've, I've, you know, talked to some people who's, 
you know, they've been in a relationship for a while and they're starting to look back and they're just like, you know, I never had that romance with this person or that person. That's why I feel like, you know, this, even though I'm in the relationship for this long, I think that, and I'm, I kind of want a way out. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, that's something that can be built. If you really kind of lay yourself on the line and you want, you know, that what you're looking for, you can build romance. So I feel like we have to, I don't want to say do away with that because romance is important. It's important like to have that kind of fire in your relationship. Yeah, the fairy tale has to, we have to do away because it's like, that can mess, you could, you could have somebody that's perfect for you, but because they don't have this or do this or they didn't approach you in this way, that person, or exactly, so it's like, they can't be that one for you. And I feel like that has to be done away with because God is dealing with something so much deeper in us because he does want to pair us with somebody ultimately so that we can meet our purpose and our goals and help them meet theirs and glorify him. And it's not always about what we see on TV or what we see in, like, wherever else. So that's, I don't know, that was in my mind because I've, you know, I've dealt with some situations with that in the past with people where they said that. Yeah, and it's just like... I mean, we had that theme where you had to hate the person first and then yeah. <laughs> be deeply the be yeah. deeply attracted to them. And, and now yeah. that I think back on it, the person I was interested in, like, I've always kind of admired that person. So, I mean, it, the theme wasn't true. Yeah, I also... Oh, man, God, remind me of what I was just thinking about. Oh, yeah, I also remember, like... like Actually, no, another theme that I think is, like, dismissed is just, like, just being friends in the beginning and starting a friendship and, like, oh, we're friends. Oh, wait, I think I actually like you. Like, I can see myself spending the rest of my life with you. You, y'all, like, cool. Like, I I, y'all, like, mess with you, you know? And, like, that whole concept is, like, wait, okay, but this is too boring. Like, obviously, God is gonna break my heart first, okay? So just wait a second. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah, this is cool and all, but, like... I know. I need God to break my heart first, and then we can do it. And you know, some people we're twisted. We're yeah, like where's the exactly? Like where's the struggle? Where's all this stuff? And it's like no, like you know, the right way to do it is like just build a friendship, go from the friendship, see if they have characteristics, because that's true courtship. You know, courtship and stuff like that isn't like dating and like oh I'm going we gonna you exactly. <laughs> He's like no, but no, but you know you wanna it, like you wanna just. Make sure, understand you, understand what you're going through, your relationship, because you end up doing things like breaking up with someone because you got, you've been engaged, you've been dating for a year and somebody got engaged in six months. You know what I'm saying? Or like you've been dating for like some, like let's say five years and you've been courting for five years or whatever and you get, you break up because. No, but, well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, you comparing your your story to somebody else's story, you know, because theirs is different and they are, they're fighting and you're like, dang, we don't fight. Like, we need to fight, you know? I've, I've literally, like, there was a time where me and Jess did not fight at all. And I was just like, yo, what is going Babe, well, I wasn't, I, I feel like we didn't fight, Jess. We didn't fight. We, we had never had... Anyways, don't, don't listen. <laughs> we, we, there was a, okay, well, maybe he felt like I was arguing with him, but he won't argue with me. So, he won't, he won't fight with me. So, there was like a time where, like, just, he, like, just, well, at least I felt like he, this guy just doesn't get mad. Like, I would get frustrated and he didn't get mad. So, like, I would be like, nah, man, chill. Like, there's something going on. Like, I need to get him riled up. Or, like, I need to, you know, something needs to happen so we can grow through it. You know, a big drastic thing. So we can live through it and push forward in our relationship. And then one day, God was like, yo, you, he gonna break up with you. Like, you need to stop. You need to cut it because you're gonna lose your man. And I was just like, okay, all right, I got it. Like, you know what? But that's just what you get from, like, comparing yourself, your relationship to, like, 
like other people's relationship is you end up single as heck. Comparison is the thief of joy. And that is from Bum B. No, that is from is that is that Aristotle? Oh, P fourteen. Oh, is it? Is where'd you? Jackie Hill. Shout out to Jackie Hill Perry. Y'all go buy her book. She just dropped a new book. I don't remember what it. What is it? Good God. What is it? In her album. Those who. That's what we're looking for. Say once those who compare themselves among themselves are not wise because i mean you know what i'm saying we're all just trying to give god the glory you know but he wants to yeah he he wants you to do it on your own you know not trying to compare yourself to other people but i just wanted to pass it around and let everyone say their last thoughts on just the concept of soulmates and you know godly dating and things like that and since we kind of really got on that topic and things like that so yeah lawrence we're gonna go left of the dealer Oh, babe. Jess, you're here. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think, you know, everybody just... I don't really have nothing to say for real. <laughs> love God, love yourself, then love others. And then I heard um, Pastor Nelson say, marry the right one or you'll be in hell now before you get to heaven. Y'all know this is Bun B and I'm the queen of the slogan. So I just learned from this that you need to do God and you before you try to find a boo. Ooh. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I always tell people, like, if you're not in a relationship, then like read First Corinthians 7. Really look at what Paul was saying. He really was trying to tell people to, to remain single, to maximize their time of singleness before marriage, because marriage does require so much from you in terms of you know focusing on the, your mate and trying to still maintain a relationship with god so definitely maximize your singleness and pursue him and not always a mate i guess we see the theme here well i mean basically just live well of course live for god and then just live for the moment and you know don't focus don't focus on your soul mate or seeking that one or finding that one but focus on god and everything else will fall into place yeah, I agree with what everybody else was saying. I think it's just important to just knowing who God is and knowing that God is good and that God isn't going to hurt you. So, you know, that should be always a major key before we blame God for why something didn't work out. You just make sure you got to include him in all your decisions because, you know, you can blame God for why this relationship didn't work out. And then you're called a life of singleness and stuff. Don't do that. And don't don't blame God. Don't blame God for something he probably didn't even put together. And that's why you gotta watch your feelings. Be led by the spirit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I like everyone said, I just agree with everyone, and you know, I damn, I'm just gonna go with let go and let God. <laughs> I'm reading that. I was like, I don't know what to say. No, honestly. Um. No. No. But you know, I think the part that we want to highlight is you know. With God, it's you need to be 100% you to meet somebody that's 100% and then, you know, become one from there. Don't try to fill empty voids in your life with finding a soulmate. No lusting after marriage, no lusting after relationships, you know, just 
really be a seeker and lust after God, lust after God's own heart. I don't know if that sounds biblical, but I think that's, that's yeah, all lust is desire. Yeah, you know, lust after God, you feel me? Um, but that is, I'm just, just, just desire God. <laughs> um, <laughs> just desire our Lord. Um, but that is it, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And that is it in five Four, three, two, one. Level up. 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 Level